Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Dummy Room Valentine's Day Special, episode 140, I believe. I'm your host, Nate, and to help me celebrate all the love in the air, amongst other things, is Dr. Love himself, Mr. Valentine, Kurt Baker. What's up, dude? I'm bringing the chocolate, I'm bringing the love, all the Barry White tunes that you need to hear. I got it all. Whatever you want. <laughs> no flowers? Come on, man. Well, I got some flowers. Actually, I've been having a difficult time maintaining the flowers in my new flat here in Madrid. There's just not enough sunlight. But you know what? With real love, you don't need all that light. You can you can keep it going. Dead dead flowers, live flowers. Nah, flowers are overrated, man. It's all about the chocolate. It's all about the chocolate. It's all about Barry White, too, right? Barry White? And it's all about Barry White. He's dead, right? Let's get it on. Probably. Yeah, doesn't matter. I don't. I don't know. I just. I don't know. He's. <laughs> you can like probably go down to the, the grocery store or the, you know, gas station, get twenty Barry White's hits, yeah. and there ain't one song, that, is not gonna get you in the mood for a little love. You know <laughs> that guy, that's the master right there. Not a punk rock dude, but, you know what. I could I could uh, imagine you know maybe a little punk rock tribute to Barry White, <laughs> you know why not, dude? I want to hear uh, Kurt Baker's best Barry White imitation. Oh my God, yeah, I know <laughs> I've done enough covers, but I might I might do a Barry White tribute. I don't know, maybe maybe. You gotta, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> All right, how's everything in Spain, dude? Well, you know everything's fine. I mean, and we're not, you know, we're not better or worse than anywhere else in the world right now. We've got a, we've got a curfew, which is from, from ten o'clock to six o'clock. Uh, they have bars and restaurants open, but a lot of places are closed. You got to wear your mask all the time. You got to do that, all of that. A lot of, a uh, lot of, a lot of COVID stuff going on. But, you know, we're still getting by. So we're trying to, to figure out how to live in this crazy world. And, uh, for example, tomorrow I'm actually going to be DJing some, some records at a, a local bar. But they have, you know, it's set up so you've got the social distancing and, and uh, you got, you know, everything f- so people are safe. Yeah. But still trying to, you know, we got to do something, you know, like, like people got to listen to music. People got to go have a beer or something like that and respect the rules, respect the safety and, and the health of everyone. But you, you just, you just got to keep on going. And, and we had a, we had a pretty hard time, like throughout all of last spring and into the summer, um, just with a really strict confinement. So I think people just understand that it's, it's difficult uh, the situation that we're in, but we just kind of have to live po- like little, little, you know, little by little. What they say here is poco, poco. So, you know, um, <laughs> little by little. So, you know, we're, just, we're, we're doing fine. Uh, hopefully the people are getting the vaccinated soon and things like that. Not a lot of concerts, but, um, besides that, everything is dandy, man. Dandy. <laughs> these, uh, these fucking vaccinations, they don't seem to be rolling out like people had hoped. At least no, here. No, man. <laughs> it's not you going know, so I gotta, great. I got to be honest with you. Like, you know, I just like, I'm seeing, I'm seeing people like posting that they're getting vaccinated and that's awesome. And I think that it's important that people are, are, are saying, Hey, I've been vaccinated and you should get vaccinated as well. But uh, I'm seeing like on social media and stuff, like 
uh, people that were born like before me, and I I I don't know like what their occupations are exactly. Like I don't think that they're like medical workers or anything like that. But it's like I'm thinking, man. My parents are, like, they were born in, like, 1948. They're, like, 70-plus years old, and, like, they've been trying to, like, contact their healthcare professionals in, in, in Maine, and they can't get vaccinated, and it's, like, there's some weird discrepancy going on. Like, younger people are getting vaccinated, and the older people are not. I, like, I totally believe in, like, vaccinations and all that stuff. You got to do that for this this whole thing, but, like, I really want like the people that are most in need to get it before, you know, me. So I'm fine just sitting on my tuffet. Like I will be the last person <laughs> vaccinated. That's fine. Like I'm gonna do my thing. But please let's get these like people that are older that that need it to, to work and to do these things. Like let's get them vaccinated first and I hope that it happens soon. I think it will. I, my fingers are crossed. I, I but I think that it's happening. Yeah. Before we get into our Valentine's topic, uh, I got to mention <laughs> K7s, dude. Out of fucking nowhere, Mondo Bizarro. Unbelievable. That was a product of this whole kind of quarantine thing. Like, we were just stuck in our our, our flats here yeah. in Spain. And so Lewis, who is the, uh, the singer, uh, guitarist, and he writes all the songs for the K7s. Like, I met him years ago. Uh, one on one of the first tours that that I did in Spain, and we immediately became friends because we ha- share so much, you know, love for all you know the great great bands, Screeching Weasel, Queers, Ramones, yeah. all that stuff. And his band, Los Reactivos, are one of the best bands in Spain that that does that kind of like you know pop punk style. And oh, yeah. so we we really like yeah you know. And depressing claim, like he's yeah. got, you know, he he does fucking, he's he's the best dude, he's awesome. Um, but we we immediately became friends. Actually, like I remember hanging out with Lewis like in Chicago uh, when like Weasel Fest or whatever it was, the twentieth anniversary, twenty fifth anniversary of Screeching Weasel, that like, got all canceled because of all that shit that went down in Austin. Like, he had already booked his tickets and stuff, so he flew out, and he ended up coming to the Dan Vapid show that that, um, my band played. And I was like, Lewis, what the heck are you doing here? He's like, man, I had to come out and all that stuff. Well, just a great friend of mine. But, like, around that time, years ago, he was always talking to me about, hey, man, I'd love to do a, like, tribute to Mondo Bizarro. What do you think about that? And I'm like, oh, well, I love that record. It's one of my favorite Ramones records. And so we were talking about this back in, like, 2011 or something like that. So that idea, like, started a long time ago. And, you know, we, you know, I moved to Spain, and we were playing in the K7s together. We did some, we did tours. I've been hanging out with him for a long time. We forgot about the idea. And it wasn't until we went into this kind of strict lockdown confinement and he had a little home studio where he lives and he goes hey man i think maybe we can like start to like do this project what do you think about it and i'm like hey man i love that i can record the vocals here in madrid at my flat and he's like all right great i'll do the guitars and the bass and i'm gonna call up jose who's the the drummer and he lives in malaga and he and he can record the drums in his house so like everyone recorded their own separate parts uh 
like at home. So everything was done, you know, remotely. And then he mixed it all and he had the time to kind of like figure out how to produce it and everything. But it's like it's a project that he always wanted to do. And it finally came about because of this this whole quarantine thing that we had. Um, and so it was kind of amazing how it all came together, but finally it did. And, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about it. It was, it gave me something to do during like, (laughs) you know, three months of just sitting around twiddling my thumbs, man. When's it when's it officially out? Do we yeah, know? I you know, I actually 
don't know. I think <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think it's coming out soon. We yeah. just, I mean, a, a, like a week or two ago, um, uh, they they put out the first like kind of single, the Poison Heart um, cover, Which and, is great. Uh, yeah. and and uh, thank you. Like, I think it should be out soon. Uh, I, I I would imagine like in at least like a, a month or so, but I, I don't actually know the real date. But it is a it's like it's available for it's available for pre-order. So if you're interested, you can definitely pre-order it from from Stardom. It seems like these I don't want to say the shitty Ramones records, but the you know the shittier Ramones records, <laughs> you know yeah. the later ones, they're not as good. But I it feels like the tributes or the the cover versions of them, uh, the K sevens and the newer shells, they're better than the originals almost. You know oh, I know, mean? man. Like I like I love I love the Animal Boy like tribute. Like it actually like it sounds great. I think like that was the problem with a lot of those Ramones albums. It's just like the production. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, when you take the production off, it's like. Yeah, it's, it's the Ramones. It's great, great songs. It's different. It's not like the first like four or five albums, but they are important albums, and they're they're a band that we all like really love. So like the real fans will forget about the bad production quality and all that stuff, and they can see through that and hear what a great song it is. And sometimes it takes a band putting in the effort to record their own version to really see how actually this how great some of those songs are and so the great a great example is the the new Rochelle's version of Animal Boy awesome uh, yeah. it like made me rethink that album like i went back after hearing the the version that they did and and i had a new appreciation for the original and i think that's a great I think that's the goal, you know? It's all about appreciation with this stuff. Like, we're just, like, you know, tipping our hats to, to, the, to the band that we love, you know? <laughs> Ramon, you're responsible for making that horrible rock and roll music? I was talking with, I was talking with um, the Ramon's Mania podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about, like, this whole thing. And, you know... The goal, I think, of like the tribute albums is to at least do it as well as the original and then putting on your own original take on it. So with some of those like early records, like I, re- I, I loved like the, the Screeching Weasel first album. Like I think yeah. that's cool because it sounds like Screeching Weasel, but it also sounds like Ramones. But that's a great thing about Screeching Weasel. Like that's you can see like how it all just comes together Mm -hmm. with that sound. But then I feel like personally there, like it kind of got into this kind of like, it got kind of tired, like bands doing Ramones albums and it's just not sounding as good as even the Ramones records. And for me, it was just like, "Eh," you know, I don't know. But now we're like at a point where it's like, you've got these, or especially with like the eighties records, like you've got great Ramones records. The production is not great. But you can really like put your own take and your own new production on it, and and just really appreciate how great the songs are, and 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 make like people realize, okay, yeah, actually this is pretty cool, and you know, it's great. It's just appreciation. It's a tribute, and and you just want to do it well. You want to do it well. You want it to sound good, and you want people to to enjoy it just as much as they would with the original record. So, mm-hmm. I think that's what we tried to do with 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 Mondo. 
Yeah. No, you guys, you guys knocked it out of the park, man. It's great. Thank you, man. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, I was like singing those songs. Like I was living in a flat. I moved now, but I was living in a flat. <laughs> My roommate was a real dickhole, and he was like, "Oh, you can't be singing <laughs> like this." Like, cause I, I'm always like, when I sing, I'm like singing kind of loud and stuff. But like this guy was playing his like stupid ass fucking. I don't know what he was doing, like weird guitar shit, <laughs> like on loop at like four o'clock in the morning, and he'd like fall asleep in his chair, and the guitar loop was still going, and like, dah, 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 dah. I'm like, God damn it, like you have a problem with me <laughs> singing like for 20 minutes of Joey Ramone vocal, and I can't even go to bed because you got your damn guitar loop fucking off, <laughs> like, oh, so dumb. Oh, I'm out of that shit now. I'm, I'm much better now where I'm at now, but unreal but it was a great moment it was something something like positive during the that first like covid lockdown that we had here in spain yeah so everyone check it out look up stardom you 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 probably already got it so it doesn't matter but uh it's good stuff when i say i'm in love you best believe i'm in love l-u-v all right so it's valentine's day and uh jeff palmer he told me about a new little project he has going on and he sent me Sent me a couple songs that are coming out on Valentine's Day. It's from uh, his new project called Cupid. Have you heard this, Kurt? I have. It's re- it's really cool. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think that's another project that kind of came out of just you know the situation that we're all in. All those guys, they live close by. They live. They're in a little bubble social circle, but they're all great musicians, and they have the ability to to record and make music together and they are fantastic musicians creative forces to be reckoned with and they did this really cool record and started this new group it's awesome
All right, so the first time I heard this band, I immediately thought um, of uh, Moto. That was the first thing oh, I thought. Yeah. I'm like, holy fuck, that guy sounds just like that dude. And I well, was like, all oh, excited. And yeah, aren't like aren't they from like the Northwest? Right? Isn't Moto like originally from them? Or no, Chicago? Where is Moto I think from? Chicago. Oh, they're from Chicago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like for <laughs> me, I like I love Moto, but. Uh, Oh, and then Moto, like, he was living in, in Boston for a while, too, actually. I think so, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, well, then, never mind. I, when, I, when, I first, <laughs> when, I first heard, when I first heard Cupid, I was like, this has got the Northwest sound, man. It, like, it just reminded me of, like, something from, like, I don't know, Seattle or something. I don't know, like, Oregon. I don't know. That, maybe I'm, like... I don't know what it sounds like. Screwed up on acid i don't fucking know it's, dude. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's pop punk but it's 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 very rock and roll at the same time it's really it's, cool yeah yeah it's cool it's stuff, uni- so. it's unique and it, and it's cool and it also shows just how versatile like all these guys are like they can play all kinds of different styles and different influences and 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 it sounds awesome so it's it's cupid by the way it's not it's it's uh k-e-w-p-i-d if you're looking it up you're not going to find it if you're going straight up cupid um Coo. i think it's on Coo. i'm imagine it's on Bandcamp. i think it's available on cassette tape as well today so yeah yeah, yeah. i think the pre-orders are up for that actually so you can just put it just put it right into your google search yep k-e-w-p what is it nate p p-i-d p-i-d yeah P-I-D. I'm doing there it right now. I'm just going to check it out, see what, see what it comes Put up Put it with. right in your Google and see what comes up. So if you, okay, lots of other stuff comes up, but there it is. There's the, there's the, the tape cover. You'll the find artwork. it. You'll find it. it they got a tape. They're, <laughs> they're out there. If you can, if, you'll, if you're internet savvy, you'll find it and yep. you'll enjoy it. I found it. It's good. It's on Bandcamp. You could, it's only two songs. So yeah. Mastered by Perry. You know, Perry. Oh yeah, Perry's awesome. Yeah, super so, cool dude. It sounds good, cool band, and of course it's Jeff Palmer. Jeff Palmer is, uh, honestly, dude, one of my favorite songwriters. The man. I said, fuck it, you know, I got to do a Valentine's Day episode. Let's just talk about uh, uh, some of the some of the great love songs that Jeff has written or unloved songs. I'd love to talk about Jeff. I figured let's do a like a top five Jeff Palmer love songs. Okay. So do you want to start? In. You want to start? You got five. You want me to start? Okay. Yeah. All right. I wrote it down. I got. I got my my book right here, and I wrote it down. <laughs> okay. So the first one that I put is a song called "Can't Be Late," which was on like the first Guts album. Yeah. Do you, do you know it, Nate? Is that what? That's on the um, the sensitive side of the guts. Sensitive side of the guts, and that has one of my favorite songs on there as well. Oh, does it? But it's not that oh, one. Okay. Well, can't be late. Okay. So, like, I met Jeff when I was like 14 years old, and uh, and at that point, you know, I was, you know, just you know, pretty much where I'm at right now, just a chubby guy, like twiddling <laughs> my thumbs, but. I did not have a lot of success with, you know, dates. I did, like girls didn't want to date me. They were like, "Oh, you, you like you like screeching weasel." I'm like, "Yeah, you know screeching weasel." I'm like, "No." I'm like, "Do you know Blink-182?" Yeah, I don't really like them. And I'm like, "All right, well, I don't know. Like, what do you want to do? <laughs> Let's go, you know, 
eat some ice cream in the park. And they're like, let's not. So, you know, it was difficult <laughs> for me to have a date back then. But, um, you know, I was meeting Jeff around those early days. And, and it was so cool because the Guts were one of the only bands in the area that I was from, Portland, Maine. They were right from from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, right down the road. And it was just so great to know that there was a band that loved the same music as as my band did, The Leftovers. And so we really bonded really quickly. But we met, you know, and I was, I was I'm a few years younger than Jeff, but uh, just enough in that time. So I was still like just kind of a teenager. And he kind of had been playing a bunch. He had, he had, been through the whole like rock and roll thing with the group and all that stuff but you know hearing that song uh on that on the sensitive side of the guts like it just you know reminded me so much of just being a kid and being like 14 thinking i can't be late i got a date and uh, you know it's been <laughs> about a year thank god it's finally here nervous as can be and like you know jeff wrote the words that I felt as a as a kid, and it, it was like so cool to just be like, like this guy actually wrote a song that like I completely understand and I feel, but like his like, and that's something to say about Jeff because he's just such a great lyricist. Like, mm-hmm. but like he like really made it like those emotions like true, and I just always used to think that. So like when I lost like a couple pounds and. Actually, girls wanted to go see a movie with me. And have ice cream. I would be like, I can't be late. I got a date. You know, I can't be late. I got a date. You know, (laughs) thank God it's finally here. (laughs) So, you know, that's uh, that's that's got to be on the list of the Valentine's top five. Jeff Palmer love songs. Can't be late. I got a date. I can't think of another one, you know, to start off the list than that one. And it's kind of got this really nice guitar riff on it, too. That almost sounds like, um, like one of the. It's this very seventies kind of sounding, like down, down, now, now, down, down, now, now, down, down, now, now, down, now, now, now. That's I don't know. Remember what that song is but you know you have you heard that riff before nate i, down, I think so down, yeah. Down, yeah. Down, down. it's in like those movies right those like 70s movies where it's like i don't know or even in like that 70s show i think they just sped up that riff and it was like down 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 so yeah really cool tune really fun little tune on on the first guts
me. I got I got an oldie. It's not as old. Um, what do you got, man? So this one is kind of funny because Jeff didn't even sing it, but I think Jeff wrote it. One of my favorite gut songs, Heartbreaker, dude. Oh shit. Oh, right on, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got credit for it, at least, dude. I don't know if you did anything on it, but... um, Well... It's just a fun song, dude. It's so good. Nate sings it, of course, but I'm going to count it. They say I'm crazy to fall in love with you. I'll just regret it, because pretty soon we'll be through. It's on the line now. I always meant it, because I'm giving you my heart, and I know you're going to break it. It's pathetic, yeah, it's annoying and rude, and now, baby... Jeff was supposed to sing it. You want to know the story? Yeah, what happened? All right. <laughs> so I like I had written like the the idea of the song in the basement of record. The guy that put out the rec the record. Um, so he was living in Pennsylvania um, and Rally Records. Yeah, so John. We were at yeah yeah John. So we were at John's. We were in John's basement and like Jeff had called me. He's like, Hey man, we need a song for the new record. Do you, are you do you want to write something? And like we were in John. The leftovers were in John's basement and I had this idea. And like, I literally re- like recorded the demo and sent it, and uh, and Jeff was like, "This is great, this is great, great, okay." So like, they got the song together, and originally Jeff like was gonna sing the song, and we went out to record the album. <laughs> Me and Andrew went out with with Jeff and the and the guts. We all went in the van out to to record at at Smart Studio in Madison, mm-hmm. and. Like Jeff got into the vocal booth to start singing the song, and like 
and Ben wasn't in the room right at that point, but he was there most of the time. But <laughs> I just was like, uh, okay, wait, 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 wait. Uh, Jeff, let's try, let's try this song with Nate singing it. Because finally, I was just like, I think that Nate might, Nate's vocal might actually sound a little bit better on on it, just the way it was going, and that was it. You know, it was like just like weird, like kind of production thing. But like I had I had written most the majority of the song, and then Jeff had arranged it for the guts. But when they were doing it in the pre-production, like. Jeff was singing it and it just was me coming in not knowing about the whole pre-production or ever or whatever but when Jeff got in the the vocal booth I was like Jeff uh actually I think Nate should should sing this song but that <laughs> actually is a testament to like how good of friends we are because he was like hey you know what if that's gonna make the song better then that's great and that's a, a conversation that me and Jeff always have together it's like whatever it is to make the song better that's it. like we just want a good song. Me and me and Jeff have talked about this for hours and hours and hours. All we want is to make great songs. So it doesn't matter who sings it. It's just about getting a good song out there. And so in that moment it was just like kind of like I I remember even like Justin who was engineering the the record he was like he, he hit that little button that you have in the studio to like talk to the singer in the in the booth and I'm like Jeff um can you come in? I think we're going to have Nate sing this song. And so Nate went in and sang it. <laughs> I think you guys got it right, man, because it sounds so good. Yeah, I'm really happy with that song. I was so happy that that Jeff asked me to to help them out with a song for that record, and I'm really proud of it. And it was actually the first song that I had ever written, I, 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 I that I wrote for another, another group outside okay. of The Leftovers. So, like... And it, it's only it's only fitting that it would be with the guts because we were just so you know. Did you ever play it live with the leftovers? Uh, with with the leftovers, we never played it live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we we did we did play it a few times, um, in different, you know, formations like like after the leftovers like split. I I think I played it with Jeff a couple times, and with Nate, but never with the leftovers. No. But it was kind of always like a gut song. Yeah. But yeah. that I was just like I was really happy to just kind of contribute something to to the guts and and uh, yeah. But it's funny because Jeff was originally going to sing that song, so huh. that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, it's just a good song. So thank you. And I uh, just it had to be on the list. So right on. That's awesome. <laughs> Number four. What do you got? Okay. Let me get my. Uh, I just put my list away again. Oh, it's really silly. Okay. <laughs> Number four. Okay. The first gut song that i ever heard was out and over the first one oh, yeah. on the yeah. on the say goodbye to fun ep and so that was what was my introduction to the guts because i saw uh, a review of the album in uh in like a weekly entertainment kind of arts newspaper in portland called the the phoenix and they had they had put a, a review of the album and basically they said uh, pop punk band kind of like Ramones queers and I was like what like what is this because like I had like every week I would read this newspaper to see what's going on just for like the local show listings and all that stuff and they would do their like music reviews and stuff too but it would always just be like ton like bullshit you know like indie you know <laughs> yeah uh 
clog rock kind of like you know yeah lobster lobster <laughs> tail lobster rock polka i don't know just a bunch of bullshit yeah. really dumb art art stuff you know really like the portland music scene sucks and it's always sucked and it's just been a bunch of people that think that they are like music superstars but they never like do anything outside of maine and <laughs> And that's all it is. And then I and and that's you know that's fine. If they want to live in that bubble, that's great. And I'm happy that they're happy doing that. But I was like at that time, really into punk rock, really into rock and roll, and why didn't know if like if there's something else out there. You know, there's got to be other people, other bands that like the same music that that I that I do and and my band does. And I saw this review in the portland phoenix about say goodbye to fun and it was literally like that's all i needed and i walked down to the music store bull moose music and they had the cd there and i bought it took it home and the first song i heard was na 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 and i was like damn down the road this is my favorite band like i love this and not only that like they're right down the road they're amazing but maybe we can do some gigs with them like it was so <laughs> cool and um you know that riff is just so catchy and just the delivery of like you know jeff singing and it's not like it's like kind of a song about like getting over 
a love, right? So, mm-hmm. like, this is not like a super love song, but I got you out of my life, you know. But that's a part of love, too, you know. It's not always yeah. great, you know. Unlove. You got the good, you got the bad. But it's a great song. It's such a great song. And, um, and, I think that we've actually forgotten about it because it's just been so long ago. But like that was probably the gut song for me, you know, like that was like the big one. And I think when the guts were going at at least locally, Maine, New Hampshire, Boston, that was their song. That was like the big one for them at the time. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And that I mean, that was before like like um, they went and did the, the other stuff in Wisconsin and, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like kind of, it was almost kind of like a local hit. So like, so like in Portsmouth or, it, you know, I, I remember even just like a few years ago, like revisiting that song, even at Jeff's house with all of our old buddies and we put it on. It was just so fun to think about that song again. Cause it brought us back to that time when they put that record out. Um, and, it's just a fun little song. It's yeah. really great. It's, it is. it's super catchy. Yeah. That's my four. Dude, it's my number one. That's your number one. Fuck yeah, well, I can't. You know, dude, I mean I love that song, dude. It should be like it's it is a number one. I just I have a bunch. So I, I just know. Was like I, I don't know. I it's ri- this this list has been like super difficult and like there's not one that's better than the other. I just like just listed songs. So like yeah. but but that one is really, really fucking good, yep, dude. That's yep. a good one. It, it was Nova, dude. It was tough, but uh, I got a number four. My number four is from his uh, pulling out all the stops. I like murder too.
Oh yeah, dude. Dude, I, that is really good. To, <laughs> I mean, damn. I love that song I, so much. I want to know, man. I want to know why you like that song. Well, I just I was the first <laughs> no. time I heard it. It's just like because you know love songs are like lovey dovey usually, and then there's this song. You like shows about murder. I do too. We're in love. You know? I know. Isn't that so <laughs> fucking cool? I mean, I I love I love that too. Like and. and just his like way of talking about that. It's so unique and so like genuine, you know. Well, it's it's honestly though, it's like if you just if you didn't know Jeff, if you didn't know anything, and you saw that song title, you'd be like, "That's that's not a love." You would never think it's a love song. And when right. you listen to it, go, "Oh my god, this is like one of the most romantic things ever." I like murder too. That's so <laughs> fucking great, man. You it's do a like, good Jeff. Yeah, I know. I've been I've been trying my whole life to <laughs> just I just know him just as like a like a, a great friend, personal buddy, and even just working with him with like music, like the great thing about that is like you can create a song with him about such a simple feeling about connecting with someone over a television series (laughs) yeah and isn't that so cool because isn't that like what we all talk about right now you know like oh have you seen that show on netflix like oh yeah yeah have you you know like that's that's our life you know that's that's (laughs) and and that's in a song and that is genius dude's a fucking genius dude to to pull a song off like that you got to be a fucking genius let me ask you does he is this a true story do him and Jackie both love First 48? Oh, my God, yes. They do. They show me all... They've been fu- trying to fucking get me into all kinds of wacky-ass <laughs> television shows, and I'm like, I don't even know if I'm into this. You guys, slow down. Slow <laughs> down. Me, like, I'm like, when I go down there, they're trying to get in, get me into all kinds of television series. I'm like, I cannot get invested in this shit. Just, like, <laughs> let me play Mario Kart with you guys. That's what I want to do. There you do. go. Mar- <laughs> but yeah and also too it's like i also like get kind of nervous when i go to the states now when people get me into television series because when i come back to spain like it's not available like oh, I shit can't, i can't do it like um for example like one of my one of my good friends holly like she got me into like um what we do in the shadows the the vampire the, that was made off of that you know that show no i don't like vampires oh you don't like it no. okay but well, it's a it's a really funny it's a really funny like series like about vampires, um, and it was re- and I wanted to keep on watching it, but it's on Hulu, and so I went back to to Spain. I was like, okay, let me log on to Hulu and do it. Nope, Hulu is not available, so I can't. <laughs> that sucks. You know, like, and they're like they were like uh, there was some other show that we were watching like just recently like to- like a Canadian television show. Todd and the um, mystery, I can't remember right now. It's so late. But like it, it was like Todd in the mystery fountain of like death or something like that. I don't know. Really quirky, fun Canadian television show that they that anyone in the States can watch on a streaming service. But in Spain, you can't watch it. So like, yeah, just because it's, it's not available. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, so like, I'm like, damn it, like, I don't want to get hooked on any of these, like, television shows 
because I'm not going to be able to like keep on watching them when I go back home. So <laughs> I really would rather just play Mario Kart with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Mario's very universal, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. What do you got for three? Number three. Okay, let's see here. What do I have for three? Well, uh, so this actually is on um, pulling out all the stops. This is uh, the last song. That's what you do. Yeah. song and when i that was like one of the when he when jeff sent me the uh the final master of the record like i actually i think it was like i don't know he i think he actually sent me like the mixes and stuff so it wasn't in the actual real like 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 the sequence wasn't set yet and i had heard that song like maybe three or four tunes in and i was like what the fuck man like what a sweet like pop song like really and and i know it like that we've always been just great 
fans of the Beatles and like I know one of the things that me and Jeff have always like connected with is just our love for like kind of the the wit and the humor of the Beatles and a lot of that stems from just us watching movies like A Hard Day's Night or Help when we were kids and like like me and Jeff like when we were when I was young and like just getting to know him like we always would always laugh because I I'd be like, "Hey, Mister, can we have a ball back?" And he would know that, like he would, like, and he would be like, "Yeah, Mister, can we have a ball back?" Yeah, 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 because he would know that stuff. Like he would know those references, and like so that's like how we kind of really became friends and everything. And like on the song, <laughs> he's like doing his like British like accent. <laughs> It's so funny, but it's so good because it's so genuine and so Jeff, you know? It's, like, so him. And uh, so, like, you've got, like, that little, like, you know, talking bit in the song, but you've also got just a beautifully written, great pop song. And uh, and it just, like, when I heard that song, I was like, dude, that's one of your best little tunes there. And it's just a sweet little... Little pop song. That's what you do. I mean, that's just a great little ode to a beautiful person to say, "Hey, I really appreciate the little things that you do," and that that's that's love, man. That's great. My number three. I fucking love this song. It's the song that made me fall in love with the guts. I heard it on MySpace. Oh, MySpace, honey, dude. Oh my god, I almost put that on my list. I Dude. almost put that on my list, man. <laughs> Damn it. Seriously, I wrote however you did it back then. I don't know, just the guts on MySpace and I was like, who wrote that song? I was like, I couldn't believe that that was like an what original a song. Riff, what a yeah. riff, dude. I should have put that on my list. I should have put that on my <laughs> list, Nate. That is such a great song. Dude, it's oh, fucking honey, incredible. It's, please it's, don't do this to me. Oh, I think about the love we had. I think about the times where we went bad. Oh, honey, please. Yeah. 
sounds like Jeff, but at the same time, it's it, he's almost got like a like a British thing going on, where it's like that's why I was like, guys, doesn't sound like the rest of the stuff that was on that MySpace page at the time. I remember, but um, but still, that fucking dude, guitar riff, man, that guitar riff, like I still like think about that guitar riff and play it sometimes because it just is stuck in my head, man. Like it's so good. such a great. <laughs> And, you know, this is something like, and I know Jeff now, but like, you know, it, I can imagine him, I can picture him just picking up a guitar and just like playing this riff. And, and I don't know where he got the influence from, but like, it's just so catchy and so it sticks, man. Like we're yeah. still talking about that song. <laughs> Honey is such a great song. I should have put it on my list. I should have. Yeah. Great I fucking choice, Nate. That's a great one. That's a yep. great one. Yeah, it's dude. T- it was tough Fuck not to yeah. go number one, but it's like that's always it's always kind of been my number one but uh one and two you already know my number one, but I was just like, ah, fuck, these are these are in my head right now. So, what do you got for number 2? Damn. So, number 2 for me is Swim. Off of the Dude, yeah, that's my number six. So <laughs> I swear, well, yeah, I, so... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm partial because like I I helped out write that song. But what was the coolest part of that song was like I was in lockdown quarantine and and Lucy and Jeff and 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 I were having a Zoom conference call or whatever you want to call it but we we're trying to like just we we're just hanging out actually i mean this was like back in like about a year ago and and they were working on the songs and stuff but um actually my girlfriend um natasha we were talking with jeff and jackie and 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 lucy was also on the zoom call and stuff and and my girlfriend was just looking at jackie Jeff's girlfriend. Um, it was the first time that we were all kind of like hanging out and, and talking together over Zoom, and 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 Natasha said to Jackie, she goes, Jackie, because she's she's from France, so she said it with her French accent, and she goes, Jackie, I want to swim in your eyes, because she has <laughs> Jackie has these really nice blue eyes, you know, and yeah. Jeff was like, oh. I want to swim in your eyes. Like, that's awesome. We should write a song about that. <laughs> and then that's what happened, you know? And it's such a really nice song. So it just is really a, a special song for me because, like, kind of we all we all wrote it together. And um, and and it was, like, so, so, so nice just to make a creative, you know, project out of, the shit that we were going through, just being like stuck in the lockdown and not being able to go out or anything, but just to like connect with Jeff and Jackie and know that Lucy was involved in the project and everything that they were doing on that record and, and to have a song come out of just like this phrase that, that Natasha had said to Jackie and, and it was just so nice. It was so special. And, it, and in some ways it just made me feel like, I was still like really connected with like my my friends and family back and ho- back at home and yeah. and then they made such a great song out of it too. It's just a, such a beautiful song. So <laughs> it, I, it was so cool, <laughs> dude. That's a great story. Um, it's just the song. I mean, it's you know like I love the different presentations that Jeff gives us, but that one just like it oh yeah, just sounds 
like the lyrics like it's just everything about it is just beautiful you know the vocals those two singing together and that's another fucking thing i've said oh what like, a great they, what a great combination you know, they weren't right? supposed to be that good together like no one no one was like oh my god lucy spazzy and jeff from the oh, guts would be would fucking thought, awesome right but dude they, yeah. they fucking nailed it and it's just it's just golden i fucking totally. i hope they do more <laughs> because together they're perfect and I mean, like, we were like, I think we, we were super fucked up, too. Like, I mean, like, at that, like, we, no. when we were, like, talking to them, like, we're, I think, but then Jeff, like, like wrote me, like, the next day, I was like, hey, dude, you, can you, like, write, like, a, like, a, like, a middle eight or something for that song? And, like, I picked up the guitar and I tried to, like, strum a little thing. And it was really, like, bare bones thing. And I just sent him just, like, a, like a voicemail message and then to hear it come back and what they did and how well they they just composed that song just off of these silly simple ideas out of a little zoom com convo during the <laughs> lockdown the covid pandemic shit it's just like a really beautiful like light of you know Light the light of music, like the power of music, the positive force of music, like in into a song. So I had to put that on, and then in no way I'm like trying to like like push it just because like I had like some say in the song, but I just think it's just such a really wonderful song. Yeah, yeah it's a, I, I was really cool to be a part of that. That's <laughs> good on you. You're involved with two of these fucking songs now. <laughs> oh, you know, well, you picked the right guy to talk to on this episode, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Next year we'll have Jeff on. We'll be talking about you. So, um. oh well, I don't actually want him to. Uh, he is not gonna say anything. I don't know. I've got a lot of bad shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, uh, my number two. Any, I'm joking. Oh, dude. One of the one of the my favorite songs off "Let It Go." Crazy. i 
this song dude you didn't have it did you you missed let it, it go man no i no but that i mean like just that whole record man uh, oh like, yeah it's perfect but crazy is just i'm not crazy baby but lately i'm not feeling right i mean it's just sort I'm of i'm not crazy baby it's just so yeah man i mean it's just like a kind of an easy line like anybody could come up with that but the melody that he says it in or sings it in is just fucking awesome oh it's such a great song yeah I mean, like, and and even just, like, going back and listening to these songs, just, like, preparing to talk to you about, like, just brought back so many nice memories about just that album in, in general. And, like, during that time, it, it was, like, 2007, 2008, uh, we all kind of felt like we were doing something we were on a we were in like a scene like it was like at that point like never before that but like we we realized like shit like we are like kind of like the new england sound of pop punk so yeah. like the leftovers were doing their thing and then the guts but it was like the for both of our bands at that time it was just like we always we kind of like rolled in like our our crew you know so like we kind of like and i think like like ben weasel like he really kind of picked up on that he was like these bands are the bands that are doing it and it, like thanks to him like actually talking about the guts and the leftovers that's why we went to europe ben picked that picked up on it you know and um and and he, and ben was like organizing the fact that we were recording the like the the leftovers did on the move and then the guts did like he kind of was part of that in some way but but we took it to the road and we went to europe we went to all over the states and and um and that and that album like i just have so many funny memories of just recording i got another song that's from that record too on my list but like uh what a great record, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to do a On the Move versus Let It Go episode sometime. Nah, you can't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, it's just like... like Dude, those are classic so cool, records, like, man. Both of them. It's just so cool because, like, when I think about the two of those records, like, they're they're very similar, but they're very different. And, but they all, they, they incorporate, like, all of all of the people that were involved at the time. Um, but even in some, in some respects, like for me, like when I look back and what, on what I've done, like I'm even more like proud and happy to have been at the studio with the guts during that record. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's just like, I have (laughs) so many more memories. Um, 
Because, like, the, when the leftovers did it, it was kind of like just a boom, 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 smash, 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 smash. It was fun, <laughs> and, we ended, and we ended up making a great record. But, like, me and Andrew, we went back to Smart Studios with the guts because we wanted to, like, kind of relive the opportunity that we had before. Cool. And they asked us to come with them. And so we were able to do like backup vocals and, and then we'd just get like smoke. Me and Andrew would smoke weed on the porch and Ben Weasel would get <laughs> mad at us. And, and, and then like, I'd like roll in and say, I'm going to play some fucking piano or something like, and then Jeff and, and Nate would be like, yeah, I actually got a really funny story to tell you about that recording session. <laughs> so Nate, you know, about, the Camp Randall Stadium, the football stadium, right? In, oh, yeah. In UW-Madison, right? Yep, yep. Okay, so that's where they have the big football games. And my cousin uh, was living right across the street from, from the football stadium. Oh, okay. <laughs> and actually, so what happened was, like, Rick had left, like, he Rick had recorded all of his drum parts for, for the album, and he, he went back home. But Jeff and Nate had to stay to do the rest of their parts. So they were going to stay at my cousin's house with us. We were all kind of just crashing out, you know, hanging out, uh, having a good party and all that stuff. And Nate was like, you know what? I really, I really don't want to hang out and party tonight. So I'm going to go down and sleep in the van. And Nate had no idea that at six o'clock in the morning it was game day. Oh shit! And so at six o'clock in the morning, <laughs> the university band was playing their trombones and tubas right next to the band van, <laughs> and he got woken up. <laughs> and he goes, "What the fuck is?" <laughs> he gets out of the van, and at like seven o'clock in the morning, there are people doing like the beer pong and stuff he like runs up into the stairs he goes what the fuck is going on i'm like welcome to madison man you're <laughs> he had a, he was in for a little surprise that was it dude that was it and then and then we had to go to the studio and record some more. that's fucking hilarious saturday mornings are wild there yeah <laughs> all right dude Number one, you know mine. So I have no idea yeah, what yours is. I know is. yours. So I I put the reason, man. Nice. The reason. Oh, 
think about this song because it's just such a great song um is that you playing piano in the beginning on that one i am i am so like i was just like that that was just goes back to what i was just saying like i like we would smoke some weed me and andrew and go in and like i was like telling justin i was like justin michael the piano and god bless jeff and the whole band because they were just like yeah dude just play some piano on this and like (laughs) i was so fucking stoned off my ass and I didn't really know how to play piano at the time but I just was hearing it and they wanted like I don't know just being there so like putting on the piano part but that song just I don't know like it like I've I've known I've known Jeff and like it it reminds me of just like meeting him when I used to go down when I was a kid like what would happen was like I was like 15 16 years old and for me Portsmouth, New Hampshire was the cool spot. It was like more of a rock and roll spot than Portland, Maine. And now I don't, I can't even say what it is now. I can't even say what Portland, Maine is now. But at the time, like (laughs) you could walk down the street, you could meet cool people. Like you could run into Wimpy from the Queers. You might even, you might even fucking run into Joe. I mean, like that was like 
kind of like a cool thing, like for a kid getting into punk rock to be like, oh shit, like I'm gonna go down to Portsmouth and maybe I'll see like a member of the queers, you know? <laughs> but like, but like, I know, right? And then, but like through Jeff, I met all these cool punk rock people and all these great, like that was the scene. And so I always kind of gravitated towards Portsmouth and hanging out and all the experiences, all the nights and all the parties and all just the, the ambience and all of that. I, for me, it comes out in that song. I connect that song just with the people that I know at the time that that song was written and being in Portsmouth and knowing those people and, and, Maybe I'm making up my own story about what that song's about, which I think is really cool for a listener. But just even knowing the songwriter, Jeff, knowing like how he was living, because I was hanging out with him. Like, you know, I I would stay with him like at his house. He was living in a in a morgue for a while. Like it was a really nice <laughs> house, but like it, <laughs> it was not about that. Like, I mean, that's where he was. That's where I was. We were having a great time. We were loving life. We were meeting great people. We were doing... Then the most important thing was that we were doing great music and we were excited about it. And that is all encompassed in that song, The Reason. And then what's so cool about that song is that I think that our buddy Wyatt really picked up on that. Like He, he ended up covering that song. Cause he just felt like that was the song that really connected all of us. Uh, it's just a, it's just a genuinely like amazing, well-written song. And for me, it's kind of on the level of like a Bob Dylan kind of thing. Like Jeff's always been a big Dylan fan. And, uh, and I know that it's a big influence to him on his, on his music, but that is the song that just transcends for me like it's just such a such a tune man yeah. really great tune so so good so i yeah, mean man. i'm just happy i'm happy to be a i'm happy to be a part of it but it's just like it's it's a wonderful tune and and uh it brings it makes me happy when i listen to it it brings back so many great memories and um and you know there's a reason why there's a reason why i'm with you and it just yeah it's like yeah there's a reason why you stick together. There's a reason why you're friends with people. And, and at the end of the day, I think it's an important thing because like, we all are still really close and we still keep out our, our passions and our, our love for the music and we haven't stopped, stopped creating and, and we've never keep on going. So it's, it's influential for me, that song, just because it's a, it's a motivational song, but it's also a love song, a love song for life. I don't think I could have picked a better person to talk about Jeff. Even Jeff. I don't think Jeff has as much insight into his music as you do. Perfect, I don't think dude. he does. I, I actually don't think he does. <laughs> Not no, at all, I'm, dude. I'm really glad that you like asked me because I've been wanting to talk about this for a while because whenever I start talking to Jeff about his stuff, he's just like, hey, man, do you want another beer? Like, let's talk about something else. <laughs> yeah, man. So, well, hey, dude. Um, I hope, hope everything goes good for Valentine's Day for you. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go have. I'm I'm thinking about having a, a nice uh, little sushi dinner somehow. I'm gonna try and get some sushi going on. Why not do a little sushi? Yeah. All right, yeah. dude. 
Well, I don't know. I'm going to sit at home with the kids, I think. Just family stuff. I think that's a great plan, (laughs) There's nothing else to do, man. So, yeah, anyways. Hang out with the kids, you know. Eat eat some chocolate. Do you eat eat chocolate? I like like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. That's my favorite chocolate. That's a a great... That's a great chocolate, and Nate, you should probably eat a bunch. Share I will, with, dude. I like yeah. Share it with the family. Share, share. You know, spread that, spread that Reese's love this Valentine's Day, man. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Put on a Barry man. White tune, dude. Oh no. Maybe, I'll, maybe you want me to. You want me to do like a punk rock Barry White like cover for the podcast? <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> well, I want you to now. So, well, I don't know. Okay, maybe I'll think about it. <laughs> All right, Kurt, you got to come back sometime. You're always fun. I'd love to. Stay safe. Um, hopefully this shit ends. You and as you well, can... man. But anyways, uh, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Go kiss somebody. And uh, not just anybody. That special someone. And maybe Kurt. Well, with a mask. <laughs> yeah, with a mask on. All right, I'll yeah. talk to you later, Kurt. Okay, bye, dude. Thanks, See Nate. Ya. Bye. Ciao.